At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. It's time for our journey to begin. This is uh, the most informal OK Talk episode so far. We have Matt Stoker mm-hmm. and Mrs. Megan Matt Stoker up in this piece. I didn't change my name, Clint. You didn't? Nope. What's your name? My name is Megan Pratt. I like that. Miss I'm not going to be tied down to no man. You shouldn't. You shouldn't, especially not this one. <laughs> I actually thought he should change his last name. Oh, really. see, I like you even more. See, I, got, I like my name. <laughs> Not changing it for nobody. The people at the vet call him Mr. Prass. Yeah, that's all. My small victory. Hello, Mr. Prass. <laughs> and I'm Clinton. Mm-hmm. And here we are. Here we Once are. Once again for another episode. We've got some cool stuff to talk about today. We do. Have you ever had a false memory, Clint? I have. The full moon tonight, man. Mm-hmm. And the witching hour. Perfect time. I put that Galvez EVP in earlier. You've been down there. You already went down there, right? Yeah, we went yeah. last year. I thought you were going again. We are. <coughs> but you haven't gone again yet. No. We're okay. going to Colorado this weekend. This coming weekend. I guess we're leaving Thursday. Hello, 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 hello. Wah. Do you need some headphones, Megan? Boom, 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 boom. Boom, 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 boom. Did I send you that thing that I saw the other day? I was like looking for, you know, I figured that we may just like touch on it before we went. Uh-huh. Oh, the, the the person who said it was haunted? Yeah, the online the review Yelp, thing. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't a Yelp review, but... Something similar? Yeah, whatever that is. On TripAdvisor. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Quote, they didn't tell us it was haunted. <laughs> Although the hotel is beautiful and the service was great, except in the restaurant... When we made our reservations for a pleasant long weekend with our young children, we didn't know we were going to be staying in a haunted hotel. I've never experienced a ghost before this. (laughs) I've never wanted to and never wished to again. But unfortunately, on our first night there, that's exactly what happened to me. My husband was not there. I had driven up a day ahead of him. And since he had to work. After I put my three small children to bed and got our bags unpacked, I turned out the light and got in bed. No reason to feel any alarm. Then suddenly, the speaker button on the room phone turned on and the dial tone filled the room. I immediately felt afraid and turned on the light. After turning the speakerphone off and finally telling, 
talking myself into turning the lights off again. It happened all over again. It wasn't until I actually told it to stop and prayed aloud for God's help (laughs) that I was finally able to turn off the lights with no hair-raising occurrences following. The next morning, I asked the front desk, and they said many people have had similar experiences, and it's to be expected in an old hotel. (laughs) Well, not by me. (laughs) One star. When we returned home, I did an internet search and learned the wing we stayed in is on the haunted Galveston tour. And my in the room my sister-in-law stayed in beside me, room 505 is considered to be the evil room in the hotel, <laughs> according to numerous websites. Unless you're seeking an experience beyond our world, I would recommend a different hotel or at least stay away from the fifth floor. Ooh. But did yeah, you go, did you go by that room? Yeah, <laughs> it kind of, you would think, but see, that's the thing. I don't think that they would have to, because we went to Houston to take Sadie to a Disney thing, and then we were like, hey, I we're just an hour away from Galveston. Let's go down to the beach, and then we went down there, and I was like, let's stay down here, and then we're driving down that main drag or whatever. And I used to go to Galveston multiple times as a kid. Yeah. My mom is a big fan, still is. And I saw that hotel and I was like, that hotel, something. I, I know I've seen that hotel somewhere. And that's exactly what we did in Virginia City when we were like, we were just driving through Utah across the salt flats. And I was like, Virginia City, that place is haunted. And then I was like, that's the place on Ghost Adventures where they. Got that video of that ghost. Yeah. And so I saw the Galvez. I was like, let's go stay there. And we did. And we stayed on the fifth floor. But nothing really happened. But when we went back with my parents, it was Monday night. And it was the first Monday night of football season. Because we went right after, you know, right after season. We had adjoining rooms facing the ocean on the fifth floor. And I went to get some ice and I was walking out into the hallway and I could clearly smell pipe smoke. Clearly. Right. And there's signs posted everywhere, don't smoke, any of that. And I walked back to the room and I was like, okay, I know this sounds crazy, but I know this is one of the things that they had reported about this place. It smells like pipe smoke in the hall. Marisha walked out there. She was like, yeah, yeah, it does. And then dad came in to kind of say goodnight or whatever. Sadie was sleeping in there with Gigi, my mom. And I was like, dad, go into the hallway. My 75-year-old father, he does not have time for this kind of business. But he did go into the hall. And he came back and he was like, yep, I smell it. And I was like, oh, if he's admitting to it, you know. And then he was just like, I'm going to bed. No more time for this. But then I, I was even texting you. Yeah. Like yeah when I, I was standing there in the corner of the ho- the hallway kind of tease. And that 505 is right there. So were you guys on the fifth floor? Or did you had to go to the fifth floor, right? Or you no, were we on stayed it? on the you fifth on floor. Did you ask for that? Did you look up about it? Yeah, the first time we did. and Yeah. You've heard that EVP. Yeah. Yeah. 
it clearly sounds like there's at least a response, if not like, I mean, I think it's like, yes. Yeah. When I say, is there anybody up here? And I mean, I played it for somebody just the other day and they ran off from me like when, when they heard the response, you know, it was like the Cowboys in 92 being around David Blaine and he does some card trick and like and grabbing each other to get out of the way. And I emailed the Wyndham Hotel director of media and she put me in contact with the person down there. So we're going to get a full on uh tour and i'm gonna be able to talk to people who work there and uh there's one documentary on youtube that like you know some south texas ghost people put together it's a creepy place but it's so nice my mom when she went down there right out of high school her and her best friend went down there this is the place where like Sinatra and Jimmy Stewart stayed. Yeah. High society in the South. And I mean, they went down there with like no money, but they just wanted to go. Yeah. Went to the fancy restaurant that's there, ordered salad because that was all they could afford. But the room that they were staying in, the air conditioner went out in the room that they were staying in and they put them up on the top floor in one of the suites. Her and her friend, and they're like, you know, 20 <laughs> from. East Texas, deep East Texas, down at Galvez. She said they forgot that they were up there. So they stayed for like two days in the suite. That's amazing. Nobody gave two (laughs) shits. Sounds like it has a very similar history to like the Baker Hotel. Yeah. Out in Mineral Wells. I want to go to the Baker. Is that done restored? No, I don't even think they've started on it Is that done restored? (laughs) They done restored it? Are they done restored that place? No, the last I heard is that they were uh, still trying to raise money to actually do it and reopen it, but that would be a couple of years off, I think. But yeah, yeah, it's still, still, I guess, quote-unquote, condemned or something. You know, they have it all boarded up and blocked off. Yeah, I I remember reading something about that when we were still working together. Mm -hmm. Ghost Adventures has been out there. Have they? Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. I kind of kind of got tired of that. <laughs> they started to beat me. Sasha and Kelsey dropped a very uh, millennial term on them. What's called that? called them a bunch of tryhards. <laughs> <laughs> they are, but I think that's what's uh, what's endearing about them at the same time. Yeah, and I mean Virginia City. Still one of the coolest places I've ever been, and yeah. I would not have gone there had it not been for them. So, yeah. I'm, I'm glad. I want to see what they do with that with the demon house. You heard that story, right? Where he bought that house, oh, up in yeah. Ohio, I think it was, where yeah, people swear up. That's a crazy story. I'm gonna talk mm-hmm. about that a little bit more. Cops mm-hmm. are swearing up and down that they saw some kid walking on the walls or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I don't like that. I don't like the kids that walk on the walls. That's a wild story. I got to grab something out of the next room. Yeah. Hold on just a sec. Tell that again. That there's a place in Glen Rose. Glen Rose, Texas. Mm-hmm. Glen Rose has a lot of places. That's a place that we should hang out. Glen Rose is a cool place. Including dinosaur tracks. There, there's a dinosaur track. There's a dinosaur world. Yes, there is. Conjure the world. demon of a dinosaur. There's fossil room. Yes. 
There's all kinds of cool things there. But what's the house? The house is called the River House Grill. And it's a restaurant now, a very nice and very delicious restaurant, might I add. But it used to be just a vacant house when we were in high school. And my friends and I were kind of obsessed with it. It's right on the river. It's beautiful, a beautiful old house. And we just were drawn to it. I don't know what made us be drawn to it, but we loved it. And it was our house, and we just knew it was haunted. So we would go get ice cream and go sit on the porch at night. No one lived there. We just loved it. We Mm. knew that there was something weird about that house, but we weren't sure quite what it was. So one time we went and went down to the historical records to see if there was anything. You know, it's very like 90s movie of us. But we went down and to see what exactly had happened to the house and I remember, I could be just remembering this because I want to remember it this way. I'm not really sure. That's okay. Um, but I remember us finding out that people had died there. There were a couple suicides long, long time ago. And so in, in our minds, obviously it's haunted. If someone died there, it's haunted. Right. So we just kind of had always thought that way. And then we're all still best friends, but we kind of gone different directions, even though we see each other all the time, but we live in different places now. And so before one of, there's three of us, and before one of us went to North Carolina, this was a couple months ago, we had all wanted to go eat at the new restaurant that was in the White House, just because that was kind of our place. So we went down there, and we had dinner there, and it was a, it's a really, really good, nice restaurant. I mean, nothing happened, but afterwards we were sitting out front, and we took a picture out front, and the waitress came out. She said, y'all seem to really like this house. And so we kind of told her our history with it and how we were sure it was haunted. And she just looked at us and she was like, oh, yes, absolutely, it's haunted. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Did she say what had happened? Uh Uh-huh. She told us that in her experience, she's been pushed twice. She's had a, a tray full of glasses just get knocked out of her hand. And everyone had seen this happen. Her, I mean, she was just standing there. And they get knocked out of her hand. Glasses have blown across the room there's um there's a presence upstairs a pretty strong presence but, they, they smell cigarette smoke but no but no actual history she said that several people have died there oh, okay and that when she said that about someone someone in the front yard i want to say hanging themselves Ooh, that, that that's i that, remember that that's the one there used to be a carriage house in the back it's not there anymore Ooh. But something could happen in the carriage house as well. What's the uh, what's the name of this place? River House Grill. Just think about how awesome it must be to be a, a waiter at a haunted restaurant. You could <laughs> just you could drop things and be like, "Oh, it was the ghost." <laughs> the ghost knock all that all your food out of my hands. It's on Bernard Street in Glenrose. That's beautiful, isn't it pretty? It is. Have you been to Catfish Plantation in Waxahachie? Oh yes. Yeah. Oh yes. I went. We went for the first time uh, a couple months ago. Right. I had told you that you should go check it out. Yeah. I've been wanting to go. The ghost possessed our waitress and made her a terrible server. <laughs> yeah, to be honest, it was really bad service. Really? Yeah, it was not it was not great. It's a really cool it's a really cool place though. I I, I did like it. I liked reading the ghost book that they have there. <laughs> I like it one because it was in a King of the Hill episode. Uh-huh. Did you see that? <laughs> no, I haven't seen that one. They have the original drawing. It's the one that uh it's the one where Boomhauer gets married and Brad Pitt is the guest 
He, and he plays Boomhauer's. Well, it's not Boomhauer that gets married. It's Brad Pitt, who's Boomhauer's brother, is uh-huh. getting married there. At Catfish Plantation. At Catfish Plantation. And they have, like, the original drawing. And when you're watching the episode, you know, how they'll cut scenes and it'll be like... Yeah. And they, I mean, dead on drawing of it with the sign out front and everything. And I actually follow them on Instagram and they just posted pictures the other day. I guess they put up all their, they've already put up their, like, their spooky... Halloween like decorations. Yeah, they have like a they have like a zombie butler that I took my picture <laughs> with. It's pretty awesome. They also added like a Wicked Witch of the West with the flying monkeys. Uh huh. It looked pretty rad. <laughs> did the flying monkeys freak you out as much as they did me? They're really creepy, dude. Yeah, they were really very creepy. scary. That was the worst part of <laughs> Wizard of Oz, and Wizard of Oz is scary. Period, but the flying monkeys. We'll have to go down to the the Glenrose thing we were talking about. Are you from Glenrose? Yes, I didn't yes, know that. Of course. Okay, yes. so the last I time that Glenrose. the last time that we went to Glenrose, going to Granberry, mm-hmm. which you know, or yeah. do you know my connection with Granberry? I know that your last name is Granberry, but it's spelled differently, correct? Right, but General Granberry, Mm -hmm. for whom the town is named, right? So when he was captured in the Civil War up north, he's in a prison, I forget which one, and his wife actually stayed outside of the prison waiting for him to get released. And so he died inside the prison, and she died outside the prison well when they put him in they changed his name or you know just the spelling or whatever so like he's buried under b-u-r-y but before his capture it's b-e-r-r-y so the city holds the b-u-r-y so there's like this weird branch in my family tree where like the b-u-r-y goes off but it's funny because I, I actually played basketball with a guy whose name was Diesco Granberry, spelled B-U-R-Y, or B-E-R-R-Y. And his bit was always, he was older than me, and he'd be like, yeah, man, my grandparents were probably your grandparents' slaves. <laughs> and Granberry's weird, too, because that's where Billy Saul ended up. Have we had conversations Wait, about no. Billy Saul Estes? Uh-uh. Shit, dude, we're gonna have to do that on another podcast. <laughs> Billy, for another day. Billy Saul Estes, like the one of the most crooked oil men in Texas history, that was on the cover of Time Magazine for selling all this land to no I'm- Yankees that didn't exist, and and I ended up rooming with his his grandson in Abilene. Really? Yeah, we'll, we'll get into that later. <laughs> also, that's Billy a- the Kid. Is claimed to be buried there. Yeah, and there's a... John Wilkes Booth. John Wilkes Booth. They have a great ghost tour if you've never taken that one. We talked about that on the yeah, first Yeah, okay, we did. Yeah. We did, we did, we did. Great yeah, that's the... Tour. So you've done that one too. Mm-hmm. So did I you see the... To do He's that. Did, you, did you see the picture of the little girl? Yes. Yes, I've seen it. Mm-hmm. That's a great, all great I get ghost is, tour. All I get is... Uh, do you listen to the show? Uh, the show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just wondering because no comment. 
it feels like maybe that you don't kind of but yeah we talked about that i was telling you it was yeah i was like trying to figure out what that place was but that it was one of those like costume shops where you get Mm -hmm. old-timey photos which i've seen your old-timey photos (laughs) we have multiples multiple old-timey photos (laughs) some more old-timey than others uh yeah all i get is q from in, in the dallas the Dallas Ghost. I ain't never done this before. So <laughs> disappointing. You know what he was? He was Ron Funches. That's who he was. He was. Uh, he was Ron he was Funches. Very much Ron Funches. Oh yes. So you could not hate him, but you also could not like him. I don't. I don't think I. I don't think I've said it here, but I think I told you that he tried to claim that the the Dallas Farmers Market, <laughs> like the sheds in the Dallas Farmers Market, were the original slave trading sheds, oh, and they're still goodness. there. <laughs> the Dallas Farmers Market day. that was built in like the 30s. So, don't know if you heard this before. <laughs> don't know if you know about this one. And that was one of those things where he said it, and I'm like, that is not true. <laughs> that's not that's not real. But nobody said anything. Like him talking about the Bloor Museum or whatever. Right. Oh, no, wait. <laughs> that's a wrong building. That's, a wrong building. <laughs> that's great. That's great. Isn't it fun to be able to laugh a little bit? <laughs> <laughs> Laughing. It is. So, this is uh, the most informal OK Talk episode so far. And here we are. Here we Once are. Once again, for another episode. we got some cool stuff to talk about today, I think. We do. Have you ever had a false memory, Clint? I have. False memory being something that you are convinced for some time is real. What's weird is I think that you and I and another person who contacted us kind of all have the same one. A very similar one, yeah. Right. And just basically that my parents lived in a house in Tyler before they purchased the place where they still live in the house that I grew up in, which was a watermelon patch when they bought it. But they lived downtown in the... Red Brick District. I knew that they lived there. And I specifically remember walking up the steps with a little black wrought iron, uh, you know, railing Uh to the porch. And it's funny because it was probably like six months ago, maybe, that I just came right out and asked mom. I was like, I'm confused. You... You didn't... I I thought that I was born here, in the watermelon patch, (laughs) pretty much. Out in the patch. Right. In the patch, before the house was built. (laughs) Much like Jesus. Um, And I was. And I was like, so I never went to the house on Sun Trail or something like that. And she said no. But I specifically remember it like I remember it. In your memory, how old are you? Do you? I mean, do you have any sort of concept of that? Young, like three, four-ish. Yeah, type. Exactly. Exactly. I have have a very similar thing where around that age, where it's not of a different house. We grew up in the, uh, or I grew up in the same house um, that my parents moved into. Like they had lived in the same house before I was born and afterwards. I remember very clearly walking out the front door. I don't even remember what it looked like outside. I remember it was the sun was going down, so it was like sort of that kind of orangish color that you get, almost mm-hmm. like maybe right after a storm, like twilight. Yeah, I walk out. 
I walk up the driveway, which is not, it's not a long driveway. It's just a bit like any other house on a, in a suburban street, um, just sort of a small front yard and then uh, to the road. And we had a mailbox. I remember very clearly the mailbox was sitting to the right side of the driveway, and I walk around. I remember what it looked like, get the mail, and I walk back. And I had this memory for a long time, but also I knew we don't have a mailbox. We for also as long as I can remember, we did not. We got our mail at the post office, and I, you know, in my memory, I'm three or four years old, and so I finally, you know, maybe around ten years old, I, I asked my mom what I remember going to this mailbox. Did we have one of these? And I'm just not remembering it. Did it, did we take it down at some point? And she said, "Well, we did, but." it came down before you were born. Like we, we took it down maybe a year or so before you were born and got a post office box. So that's what I was wondering. Were, was she pregnant with you? You know what? I, and I may be wrong on the, on the, on the timeline, but I know it was at least less than a year. I, I can't say she may have been, you know, it could have been, you know, nine months or something, or even if, even if not, you know, I mean, I, I don't know if things like that can be, passed down but right like a genetic memory right but i could i sat there and i said it was right here i mean i could go out and point to the place in the you know in in the on the curb where it was it was right here it looked like this and i went out to it i know i did Mm -hmm. and she said no that was never there it was certainly it was not there before i was born and i was not you know three or it was not there when i was three or four or it was not there when i was born and it was not there when i was old enough to go out and check the mail for sure right um but i remember that very clearly and i don't i don't know i don't know if i I had a dream and that stuck with me or something like that but it's just one of those weird things where i i know what happened and see there's something about like if you were in utero it makes sense maybe that you know and so that's what i asked my mom like was i were, were you pregnant there and then and no that wasn't the case yeah so i thought well maybe that i was just you know bouncing around the womb and you know, just happened to remember it, but no. And I don't, I don't have an explanation for it. Do you have anything like that, Megan? I do, actually. I tell us, Megan. Well, let's start with this. I have this fear that Matt likes to bring up and make fun of me for. It's called um, pull that mic down a little bit. There you megalophobia. Megan Lophobia. Megalophobia. It's it's the fear of big things, giant things. Really, like big ships. Uh huh. My specific fear. There's also a thalassophobia, which is giant things in the water. Well, that's not giant things in the water. That's just a giant body of water of the unknown. Um. Anyway, but there's a specific fear of things that are huge in spaces. So museums can be a little anxiety filling for me. Okay. Um, and so I love museums and I love to go th- to them. He wants to go to the Frontiers of Flight Museum, but those uh, those aircraft hanging from the ceiling just freaks me out. So we haven't been to that one yet. But I have this memory and I know it's a false memory because I've never been here before. But I have this memory, a very, very clear memory of being probably about four or five young and going to this museum that has a giant whale hanging from the ceiling. A huge, 
huge life-size whale. I've been there. Yeah, see? And it's, in my dream, or my memory, it's a multi-level museum. So there's probably two levels to it. And on the top level, there are these things that look like aquarium windows. Mm -hmm. And do you know what I'm talking about? This is in Chicago, right? It sounds like the shed. Well, what's interesting is there's a room very much like this that opened uh, maybe 15 years ago and at the Natural History Museum in D.C., the Smithsonian. Okay. He showed this to me, and it looks exactly okay, well, then like it's, my memory. It may be there, because I've been there as well. Yeah, and it opened, I you know, I say recently, relatively recently. It, I remember it when I was going to college there. I remember it being relatively new, a relatively new uh, room. Where they have a, uh, uh, I believe it's a humpback whale that's suspended above, and then yeah, up up on the second row where the because there are two stories to the natural history. Actually, there's probably more down below, but above ground there are two stories, and up the top row are, are those windows that look like yeah. So this is the Smithsonian. Mm-hmm. Yes, we're talking about Natural History Museum, and I've had this memory since I was little. Because I've always gone back to it and thought about how scary it was that that thing was hanging from the ceiling. And I have just a very clear memory of walking around, walking up to that second story, seeing it from multiple angles. And I've never been there. It didn't even exist when I was little. Okay, so have your parents been there? I don't think so. I don't think my mom's been there. Maybe she has. I've never asked her, but... You see, that's where I wonder if... Like I said, I wonder if these are coming from... You want to know something really interesting? What's that? My own little scientific study that, you know, I've read about these things happening with genetic memories mm-hmm. being passed down. But um, I used to work at a pet store and we had rodents, like mice and rats and things for... For pets. For pets and for snakes. Right. And That so, weird thing where you're selling something that could either be a pet or it could be bait. Yeah, right. <laughs> and so... Um, we we had quite a few of them, and we had what, like a breeder, and we would breed them. And if a certain pair of mice went through something, or there was a a specific area that they would get food, mm-hmm. their babies would know where that food was, even if they'd never seen it before. Those babies would immediately go to like say they were in a different side or a different area of the breeder the babies would just keep trying to go back to this one area that they their parents had always had the food even if the food wasn't there right so it, it happened more than once it was very strange now it's really funny that you say that because since this seems to be a prevailing theme on the show this is something that's been brought up in the Sasquatch community. So, like, they've found bones in the same strata of early Homo erectus in the same strata as Gigantopithecus. And so that maybe, you know, we have, like, a learned memory of oh, there this. being a giant ape. And there's even, you know, thoughts that maybe we even, like, hunted it at least or something. Mm-hmm. I heard this exact argument, or not really that it was an argument, but they would take desert mice straight out of their mommy and put them in a little box or whatever with just like a hole 
and they would pass shadows over it and the baby would have no reaction except when they would pass a shadow of a hawk over it and then it would like run to the hole yeah but it would just be the hawk which is weird like you know they put like a coyote shadow coming over and it wouldn't move but the idea that it knew yeah like that's a hawk and that freaks me out i'm yeah. scared and there are the, there are those things that are very they're very base level almost instinctual primal yeah which clearly there is some sort of mechanism to hand that stuff down mm-hmm. i just wonder how far that extends to things that are more specific like your house story or you know my going out to the mailbox and things like that things that have nothing to do with survival but just are clear memories nonetheless now the whole reason that we started talking about this is because simultaneously a couple of weeks ago while i am having drinks with a friend uh-huh. and we're talking about uh the Bernstein bears and uh one of my favorite entertainers part of run the jewels lp and his Twitter feed about the Berenstein Bears and how it's created some kind of like time warp continuum. As we're having this conversation and we're planning to record, yeah, you just texted me a picture that was like, do you remember this cartoon <laughs> from your childhood? Well, we had had that same conversation. Megan and I had had that same conversation earlier in the day. And yeah, it's the, the family of bears, the... Mama bear, papa bear, and a, a brother and sister bear. In fact, I think that may even be their names. I was getting into shenanigans. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Because now with having a small child, I'm quite familiar with them. <laughs> I mean, I kind of rekindled my... Yeah. And I think that's where this is coming from, is that people who remember it from their childhood are having kids, and it's running on cartoon shows or whatever yeah. and they see it or they're reading like, the books yeah so oh, yeah wait wait remember this i remember this when i was a kid you could have told when she brought it up to me you could have held a gun to my head and said tell me the name tell me the correct name of these bears and or i'll shoot you and i would have been shot apparently <laughs> because i would have bet my life that is berenstein bears s-t-e-i-n and i would have too I, 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 almost everybody I talked to. Like, when I heard people arguing about the spelling of it, I thought, what? Is it like E-I or I-E? Like, something right. like that. Like, something right. silly like that. But not that it's the Baron Stain Bears. Right. S-T-A-I-N. And this developed where there's two camps of people. <laughs> and depending on which camp you fall into, and I think more like the newer additions to the cartoon, call it the Stain Bears. Yeah. Where we would call it the steam. Right. Yeah. Maybe people who have experienced it in the last several years have. Now, I don't know. Uh, there, Obviously, the, the, the theory on the internet is that there's been some sort of strange universe paradox happen, and that is the small change that we have noticed. Uh, but it is very odd that so many people... And it's not just people on the internet who, where there's, I guess, maybe a little bit of confirmation bias where only the people who remember it that way are the ones that are speaking up. But I mean, to every single person I have talked to about that are that are my age or, you know, a little bit older, a little bit younger, they all remember it 
the same way. They all remember it, E-I-N. Megan, I mean, you remember that. I have sent that picture to everyone I know and asked what they thought it was, and no one has said stain. It's all been steen. And I've, I would still bet my life that it was steen when we were growing (laughs) up because I was not a stupid child. I was a great reader. Hmm. Blue bonnet reader. Ooh. By the way. Hey, fellow blue bonneter. mm -hmm. (laughs) And I would have known. Plus, my, I think my biggest confirmation that it was steen when we were growing up is the fact that we watched the shows and they would have said their name. Mm-hmm. So at some point we would have gone, huh, Stain, that's weird. But they didn't. They said Steen. So we live in a different universe now. I got a comment here. I mean, this is how people uh, explain it. I have a comment here. This You can find a million of these threads all over the uh, all over the internet. This one was pulled from Reddit. This guy says, as a literature professor, I've got a professional habit of paying attention to the names of authors. I first encountered the Berenstain Bears books as an adult in the early 90s. When I began reading them to our young children, we owned dozens of these books, and they were all identified as written by Jan and Stan Berenstain. My ex, another humanities professor, and I had several conversations during that era about the strangeness of the Stain suffix. Today, I learned my daughter, who's now 23, is absolutely convinced that Steen is the correct suffix. Despite many years during which my ex and I definitely said Berenstain in her presence, often multiple times a day. I mean, people people try to explain it as he's a liar. <laughs> people try to explain it as you see you see the word stain, but your mind reads it as steen because that's the more common spelling. But I find it hard to believe that I never would have noticed that, even if I thought it at first, I would have eventually said, "Oh, oh, that's not you know that's not the real thing. It's actually Baron Stain." So somebody actually posted on LP's Twitter page or tweeted LP. A pre-2000 Google search screenshot that says December 31st, 1997 through December 31st, 1999, Berenstein, EI, kids' books, browse kids' books, buy ages. And it's like eBay, Berenstein, bears on eBay, the toys, the books. Yeah. And it's Steen. And I agree with the real LP that <laughs> we are in another universe. Yeah. Wormhole. We're in the matrix. Mm. And this is just a glitch, but it is weird that it would, it's, it's weird that you would text me the picture. Well, while, that's, that's another, while, really <laughs> while I was talking about it, yeah. you know, um, that just means that's just the same wavelength. Yeah. Synchronicity. You know, uh, I mean, here's a, Here's another one. Uh, I just found out about the Mandela effect, which is another, which is what has come to be termed this idea that a lot of people misremembering something, named after the fact that everybody thought Nelson Mandela had died in prison. He actually <laughs> didn't, but so many people were convinced when he actually did die. I guess a couple of years ago, that uh, they were like, no, no, he died years before in prison. That everybody, they were, everybody that they were just watching the movie or something. I guess I don't know. Um, now, didn't we, uh, we actually, and we have a Facebook page, mm-hmm. a fanboy Facebook page, <laughs> not really, but a real Facebook page, facebook.com slash okay talk show. And we got some input on this. We did get a response. We put this out, uh, about if anybody had ever had a false memory 
Not about the Berenstein Bears. We didn't want to give away our whole right. our whole bit just yet. Right. This one comes from Nikki. It says, I've had a strange memory since childhood of my 16-year-old mother telling her mother that she was pregnant with me. That one's peculiar because in my memory, I'm standing opposite of them. They're on the porch swing, and I can see a harvest moon behind them. I told my mom about it, and she even confirmed the color of the porch swing back then. By the time I was three or four, the swing had been repainted and moved to the other side of the porch, and I had been living out of state during that time. Logically, it's probably something I overheard when I was little, but it is strangely vivid and accurate. Yeah, that's weird. That's a weird one. That's a weird one because that—that's. I mean, that is not you thinking you're a child, and or me thinking I'm a child, and going out to the mailbox or going up a set of. That's her specifically remembering being, you know, an embryo, right? But still having this memory of this and thing watching happening. the conversation occur, right? Which is really weird. I mean, at that point, is that like a, is that a soul thing? Soul has a memory. And is watching this happen almost like a ghost? Well, so, like, I didn't really think I was going to talk about this, but since we're talking about weird stuff that children say, my daughter, and this started about eight months ago, I'm going to say, I caught her talking about grandma. Now, there's no... uh, person in my family whom she calls grandma. She has a Gigi and she has a Nana. And it was funny because I noticed that these kind of conversations would happen when she was really tired. Like it was right before we were going to take a nap or right before bedtime at night. Like she'd be in the bathtub or whatever. And she would start talking about Johnny and new daddy and and grandma and grandma and being in a house in she kept saying North City and she I was like what you know I would start to like cultivate it with, at first, I was like, what the hell are you talking about? New daddy. Like, you know, it kind of offended me in a lot of ways. <laughs> Who's been coming around here? Right. <laughs> That's where it started. But um, she would say, like, you know, I could quickly kind of gather that this was something that is in the past. And she told me that at one point she told me that he had a big black and white car and they were all in this huge black and white car and it was her and grandma and she kept referring to him as new daddy and I was like what's his name and it's Johnny and there's no one in our family that's passed that's named Johnny but okay so my my wife's grandfather a year ago I was actually in Lake Tahoe at a conference and he passed away and they had called me that day it was actually 
it was my birthday. And I was gone. I was coming home on my birthday. And she called me that morning and she was like, hey, I just wanted to tell you that, uh, you know, Poppy passed away last night. This is her, mom. This is her grandfather, you said. Right. Her grandfather. And, uh, you know, mom called me this morning and said that he passed away. She was like, but I got to tell you something. She was like, at 2.30 this morning, Sadie sat up straight in bed and looked at me and was like, Mommy, Mommy, enough to where Risha woke up. And she said, Poppy's gone. Poppy's gone. Did she know him? Yeah. Yeah. She had met him. This would be her great-grandfather. This was... Y- yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, but they had, had to but, do the math there. Yeah, yeah. so but her, her great grandfather, and yeah, I mean, plenty of times. Okay. And that was my birthday, right? And and I mean, I'm I, I can remember I'm sitting, I'm like, <laughs> at this like blissful lodge overlooking Lake Tahoe, sitting on my bed. It's my birthday morning. All I have to do is go to the airport and come home that day or whatever, you know, and I'm looking over the lake and she told me that and my skin just crawled cold, you know. Had he been sick at all? Like, were they expecting it? Um, Yeah, you know, like he was one of those kind of situations where he was in and out. Yeah. You know, so it wasn't like it was a big surprise, but... I mean, he was alive, and then right. he had passed. And the crazy thing is, she wakes up in the middle of the night and tells her, hey, Poppy's gone. And six hours later, her mom calls her and says, hey, Poppy's gone. Do the times match up? Yes. You know, everybody kind of tries to think that their kid's special or whatever. This is the kind of like special that, you know, kind of weirds you out. But this whole um, Johnny, new daddy, grandma, North City thing didn't really like it. It piqued my interest. And and I would, like I said, kind of cultivate it. But one day I just straight up was like, well, where where is North City? And she was like, it's in Syria. And I was like, fuck, do you know the name, the word Syria? Yeah. You know, and at this time, like, she's not even three at this point. So, you know, late two. And I did a Google search, and there's an ancient Sumerian city that was known as North City in in what is present day Syria. So what? What I is don't the like connect- that. But what's weird is scary. What's weird is like the whole like I'm mean, getting the goosebumps now. Like when she told me the whole thing about like he's in a big like he's really funny. Like she would say stuff along the lines of like he's really funny like you, like he's funny like you. He's he's really funny like you. He makes me laugh and we're in a car and we're all laughing and we're. And like I said, for a little bit, like it was kind of disturbing 
especially when you're me and you know only child kind of thing and this is my only child yeah. and I'm like hearing her talk about other you know oh uh, new daddy kind of thing we went to lunch one of those days with my parents and I was like let me just go ahead and tell you what your granddaughter's been saying to me and my parents were like went ghostly white when I was like this is what she said. This is what happened. This is what I looked up. They were like, "Do they know something about it, or they're just no?" Just so we still don't know who Johnny and Grandma and no. And I mean, as is. recently as yesterday, we're s- sitting in the house and we have a dollhouse that has like we have like an old. It was actually Sasha's dollhouse, and it's got like these really campy. It looks like the Duggars is the family. Seriously, it's like a classic toy. Yeah. But there's like a daddy, clearly a daddy, a mommy, a grandpa, a grandma. And she's just sitting there right by me talking about Johnny. And I mean, this is a thing. Like, it's it's not something that she's mentioned as much anymore. Again, it was a six-month window kind of where... There was a really good two-week stretch where I was. it was happening all the time. And, I mean, I turned the recorder on. Yeah. And I was like, wait a minute. Tell me about who's Johnny again? Who's new daddy? It's weird, man. It's almost like a past life memory. Right. And well, it's weird. It's like... It's, ask her what her name was. Or does she still identify as herself? Hmm. Yeah. That's weird. That I never said. I never asked her that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Next time she brings. But see, it up. you guys know, or maybe you don't, that like I've known that I was gonna have Sadie for a long time. Like on our second or third date, I told Marisha, I was like, "Look, I don't know what else to say, but I'm gonna have a daughter named Sadie, and there's not a whole lot that I can do about it." And it was one of those kind of things where, like, for the longest time, I knew that I was going to have... carry my child. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't so much that. It was almost like, it was like, this is something that's with me, you yeah. know? But I don't know the day that I knew that I was going to have a Sadie or whatever. But, like, I'd always had this kind of fear of having a daughter. I'd have a fear about having a kid because I knew I was going to have a daughter... And I knew that I was going to have to deal with having a daughter. And I knew how I am. And I knew it was going to be difficult. You know, like jealousy, kind of. Right. I can't even imagine what's what it's going to be like down the road when, you know. I didn't mean to derail our conversation <laughs> no. like that. I'm obviously a vault <laughs> of <laughs> it's all horror and mayhem. and. I want to go back to... Uh... Let's. You're very sensitive, sensitive <laughs> to these creepy things, aren't you? I want to go back to to Sadie's memories, clearly, because I find it interesting that there seems to be two things going on there. Like she's remembering this weird old city, but she's also remembering somebody in a car. Like it's it's like a it's like a jumbled mess of different right, like old uh, like, and that's the way that I get like. Like, almost got a picture in my head when she was talking about that car. And it reminds me a lot of... Did you watch The Sopranos? 
Tony would have a dream and it would be like he would see his dad, you know, driving the car and his mom in the passenger seat and they're young. It reminded me of they're in a big Cadillac right, in the 50s that's black and white. And that's the way that she... That's how she describes it? Yeah. Have I you mean, tried showing her pictures of cars and like, is it this? Is it... I wonder if that could narrow things down. Yeah. Just ask her what her name was first. Yeah. I like that. I can't believe that I didn't even... I'm so neurotic that it was all about me. Like, who the fuck is me, Daddy? <laughs> I know I've got that somewhere. I don't know that since I started... <laughs> since I started asking random callers what they thought about Bigfoot, I think I had to clear some space <laughs> on my phone. Well, yeah. I mean, next time she starts bringing that up, record that and it was really weird like she would be like sometimes she would be open to it to talking about it but the fact that it would happen like when she was tired like drowsy yeah like we would be laying in bed and it'd be nap time or past nap time you know and I'm laying in bed with her like trying to get her to go to sleep so I can get up and have like an hour to myself. New daddy would never make me do this. Right, right. But she would just start like babbling. Just and start telling a story or something like that. Yeah, she'd yeah. be like, "You remember that did Johnny and Johnny's doing this and that and that, and new daddy and you know." Then I would start questioning her about it. It's weird though. It's weird and. It really freaked my parents out, like really freaked them out. But like the idea of a previous life or whatever, isn't that, that's not that jaw dropping to me. Yeah. On top of everything else that's happened. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's the least of your that's worries. That's the least of my concerns, right? And it didn't sound like it was anything horrific or whatever, but it's like, you know. Has she shown anything? I mean, obviously she showed the the poppy <laughs> thing, um, which is diff- obviously a different sort of experience right that she was clearly aware that there was that he was gone yeah has she shown anything else other like that like more of a not a past life thing but sort of a spirit world type type thing the only like she's seeing things or well shit man i don't know (laughs) we had to move and since we've moved because of the flood or whatever, and that was the only house that she had been in. Uh-huh. And it's funny because the day that she said this, I just, I didn't have the capacity to handle it. I don't know what was going on, but I couldn't, I couldn't delve further. But she had said... She made it sound as if there was someone at the old house. Basically that she had seen, that she talked to. So she was and you, sometimes you were moving I'll, out at the, at that time? We had already moved. Oh, and she said, "Hey, there was yeah, just so you know." Yeah, like I asked her kind of <laughs> like, "Who told you that?" or whatever. Yeah. And she said something And so, you know, have you ever read any of that weird stuff that yeah. Children say yeah. on Reddit, that's some of the craziest shit ever. That stuff is so creepy. Mm-hmm. But it makes perfect fucking sense. They're supposed to be innocent. You know, the the thing is, is that we're the ones that are jaded because we get it beaten out of us 
as we grow up that none of that stuff exists. And apparently, if you're innocent, open, eyes wide open kind of thing, that you are more, you know, you see more. You ex- well, you're yeah. way more open to ghostly experiences or spiritual experiences or creature-like experiences because your mind doesn't immediately shut down that that is not happening. Right. You're, you, you see somebody in, in your room or something like that and you're not immediately thinking, oh, there's there's danger here. So it's, if, if they're in there and they're talking to you and they're nice to you, you have no reason to believe that something is weird. something weird is going on. Yeah. Uh, you Until know, when you, you tell your parents that, hey, there's, uh, you know, or a girl that's it's got blood coming out of her eyes. Oh, yeah, you know, the white girl that's in the closet or the, you know. She hasn't said that, has she? No, no, no. <laughs> okay. She hasn't. I'm just, I'm <laughs> drawing on. Wait a minute. <laughs> I'm drawing on those Reddit stories, right, yeah. which I read, like, after I had her, but she wasn't old enough to even talk at that point. I was <laughs> like, waiting. I am not doing this. I'm just I waiting am. for those stories to come out. <laughs> Yeah. So what did she say about this person at the old house? Did she describe them or did just say, I talked to somebody? I'm, I'm telling you, again, like an adult, I like shut it down <laughs> when it came out of her mouth. I couldn't even handle it, but it registered. <laughs> Not ready to hear this right now. <laughs> right. I wasn't. I wasn't. When Art Bell started doing his show on Sirius XM, I remember last year I was here on a Saturday night listening to like an old version of his show mm-hmm. and he had a ghost whisperer type person on and the thing that they were saying was that either it was them directly or that they went into a house and this is what like they were told but that basically like a kid had been saying that they had an imaginary friend and it was an older man and the way that they referred to it is like, you know, Mr. Jenkins or whatever or whatever. And, you know, obviously the parents are like, and then gets to a point where they bring in someone and uh, Mr. Jenkins was really pissed that the dad would go and smoke cigarettes and throw the butts into the garden and Mr. Jenkins would come around and tell the kid, like, your damn daddy is smoking in my garden and throwing his cigarette butts in my garden. Which is just weird, yeah. because that is the kind of shit that, you know, you would expect, like, if there was just a person attached to a house. Like, we talked about that guy in Rowlett that died in the garage, you know, yeah. that drank himself to death in the garage or whatever, and would be, like... Attached to a place, couldn't move on. Yeah, and that in that other case, that maybe that guy's garden that he was, and again, maybe really attached to, maybe like with kids, it's like you know, like they need like so much amount of energy to make a noise that we could hear or produce themselves enough where we could notice, but to a kid who has no boundaries and the only way that I can describe it is like maybe it's like LSD opens your all your senses are heightened you know your pupils expand literally you're able to <laughs> receive more data yeah than you normally are i mean maybe that's just the way that a kid's like senses are and it's easy for 
you know, a spirit to communicate yeah. that way. Well, it, it could also be that we do see these things, but our brain refuses to mm-hmm. allow us to process it. Just like, I mean, there are, you know, just regular studies about that, mm-hmm. that people just don't realize a literal pink elephant in a room. Right. Because they're focused on something else. It could be that we're focused on, our brains are focused on so many other things that it just does not allow us, except in you know certain circumstances of real mediums or people that can experience things like that, Yeah, just do not process it. And kids and, don't have to worry about that kind of stuff. Yeah, kids don't kids have that. They don't have any bias. There's no, again, there's well, yeah, no... Yeah, they don't have anything else they're thinking about. They're, yeah, like, they're just in the moment. Think about from the moment that we are go time, you know, you just have people telling you mm-hmm. one way or the other, the way that it's supposed to be, the thing, you know, the thing, and then this, and that's, that's not real. Their brains aren't trained to. Yeah, it's just to a do open. That it's mm-hmm. an, uh, I forget which philosopher, but referred to your mind as, um, he called it the tabula rosa, which meant just like the blank slate. Right. It was a tablet. And like from the moment that you're born, Everything is written down. Early on, it's just blank. There's right. no, there's no bias. There's no racism. There's no corrections. There's no. It's just a full-on sensory overload. And from that moment on, you develop. You know, you absorb way more. And I mean, I noticed that with her. And I don't think that that means that she's special in terms of like she remembers, she hears everything that we say. She will turn around and say stuff to us that we're like. Really, you little smart ass, you want to pull that back at me, you know? But I don't, I think that maybe most kids are, right, you know, eyes wide open. And then as, as we go on, we just kind of drop a lot of it, or we, again, you know, shun it. Or I know that was always the case. I, I may have mentioned it briefly, but my, uh, my, I don't know what you call it, but my great aunt, I guess, my grandma's sister lived in a house uh, very very old house in Virginia um, and I'm talking about this goes back a couple hundred years um, when they were doing renovations on it they would they were renovating the wall and they'd pull it out to the point where they were finding newspaper and then like horse hair in the in the house like that's what was being used as insulation so this is a very very old house and that's creepy she would always she saw it all the time i never got to see it i never got to spend much time up there but uh, she always talked about having a ghost that lived in the house so walk up and down the stairs do things like open cabinet doors you know just general general ghost stuff but she had a i guess it would have been her grandson that would always come over and stay and he would he would be the one that actually saw things like they would always just experience the Door open. The door opening. Like they'd be watching TV, and the on the entertainment center door would. Open. But he would see Mr. Jenkins. He would see, yeah, and I believe he would say uh, it was a uh, a young boy that was there, and it was always focused around this one room. So you'd go up the stairs, and there was a few, uh, a couple of bedrooms upstairs, but one right at the top of the stairs was a bedroom where he would stay. the The grandson would stay, and he would always say. Oh, the ghost came and visited me last night and hung out in the room. And, and, and he would say ghost. Well, I, I don't remember how. I mean, that, that's that's how they told it to me. I don't know if he would say that or if it was just. And prob- the, so probably not. Like the nice would, old man with the right, sailor hat on right. came and 
But this was a yeah, it was a bo- it was a boy. I remember I remember that uh, it was a you know a young boy that they would see, and the only time I ever really got to go there, I was maybe ten or eleven. I was big into the ghost things. I was checking out all the ghost books from the from the library, and I said, "Well, I'm going to go and take I'm going to go and take ghost pictures." So I had a little early camera that uh, it was it was a uh, a self winding camera. Um, ran on a battery, you know, uh, one of my early 35 millimeter cameras. I, I was going through the house, taking pictures, taking pictures on the outside of the house. I was trying to catch something up in the windows and, and just taking pictures all over. And and I finally would go up the stairs, took pictures in a couple of the other rooms. And I walked into that bedroom where they said that everything was going on and the camera would stop. The camera didn't work and I couldn't. It was like it was almost like it shut off. And I said, well, I, I guess the battery died or something like that. So I walked back outside and started working again. And I said, well, okay. So I took a few more pictures outside just to make sure it was working. Mm-hmm. Go back up the stairs, back into that room. And three times I did it. And never once did I get a picture inside that room. Because it, it, it was like the battery would just... Really? Would would just shut off. It was like the whole camera would just shut off. And... Uh, that's the that's the closest thing I've ever had to a real contact. I guess you would say, yeah. I have one. I completely forgot about it. What? But you and I talked about it a couple couple weeks ago, I think, about the uh, cell phone interference. I have had that happen. Yes, and but yes. This ties in with um, what you were saying about Sadie uh, feeling that she knew the exact time that her grandfather passed away mm-hmm. when it was 2006 so I was going to Charlton at the time and my grandfather had been sick no I was raised by my grandparents so legally they're my parents mm-hmm. my grandfather they owned a trucking company and he worked he drove a truck as really? well uh-huh. That's, so, uh huh that was my dad's business oh really? mm-hmm EML, Price Motor Lines, and... Okay. So and Without derailing this conversation. <laughs> I don't know when. He, he drove, so I didn't really have that much of a relationship with him. Mm-hmm. And I did, especially when I was little, I would go with him to Peterbilt's and things, but as an adult, not really. We just... Old was, truckers never die. Uh-huh. They just get <laughs> a new Peterbilt. <laughs> exactly. He, he was a man of very few words. He loved Seinfeld, but other than that, he really didn't speak a whole lot. That's pretty and progressive of him. It was. I think. It was bizarre. He mm-hmm. loved Seinfeld, and so, anyways, um, he was very sick. He had cancer, and I was going to Tarleton. I knew he was sick. This was back when, I mean, it happened to Matt too. There was a lot of cell phone interference, so you could be hooked up into someone else's conversation in the middle of yours mm. every once in a while. It had only happened to me maybe once before this. And I was, they had called me and told me that it was about to be the end, that I needed to come now. And I was on my way from Stephenville to Glen Rose. They they were in Tyler at this time. I was on the phone with one of my friends. And in the middle of it, interference came in. And it was, I swear... To God, it was my grandfather saying my name a couple times. And I didn't just hear it. She heard it as well. Mm-hmm. So was that your grandpa? That's bizarre. Did you hear that? Yes, I heard it. 
It was the scariest thing. And he had passed away when I got there. You know, I've heard things along those lines before, you know, especially with the telecommunication thing, you know, when somebody's passed or that a phone would ring and they would pick it up and they were, and it'd be like kind of staticky, but, but that makes sense. I I don't remember. I I don't understand how people could think that this kind of shit is not real. (laughs) Like when so many people have, you just dug that out of nowhere in the recesses of your mind where you had that tucked away. And because I had said what I had said, you're like, I mean, talk about forgotten repressed memories or whatever the fuck the topic is tonight. (laughs) And I feel like that should have been way more of a thing for me, but it wasn't, it wasn't that big of a deal. It was just like, Oh, that was really strange. I'm pretty sure. Right. But just reached out to the grave and then we just let it go. I think just like we're talking about, how we as adults decide that we're not seeing things that are there. I mean, I think a lot of the stuff that happens to you, you know, that's bizarre or weird or whatever, we just tuck it away, you know? I mean, I've found more often than not just sitting here talking to you, doing this show, that I'm like, well, I remember something that happened that I wouldn't really have thought about. Right, you have no reason to think of it. Or at least no reason to think that I needed to talk to anybody about yeah. it, you know? I think that's amazing. The way that I like to look at it is, if I passed today, I would do everything in my power that I had to tell Sadie goodbye if I could, or tell her I love her one more time, and then you we, know? And then we would record one more podcast. We would. <laughs> to haunt the shit out <laughs> and of that stoker. It would be like this, it'd be like... I'd have to reverse all the audio. To- so let's just go ahead and take it to the next level. I didn't want to talk about this either, but two <laughs> days ago, I hit a woman with my car. What? <laughs> An actual pedestrian. I hit a pedestrian. <gasps> now, it wasn't my fault. So here's a weird... There's an old man there, and there is, you know, it's like a retirement community, but, like, there's all these young, vibrant people, and there's this one old-ass man that's got these wraparound glasses, and the next day, I'm telling Marisha, I was like, and the only person that was nice to me is this old man, I was like, you know what's really weird is he looked like Poppy. Like, that's the only thing I can think of is that he looked exactly like Poppy. Uh-huh. Like, I don't know what else to tell you. And she's like, well, maybe it was Poppy. And I was like, oh, you know, maybe it was. And as I'm saying, maybe it was, a truck drives in front of me. I'm on Lovers at 75 the next day going to work. It's the next morning and a truck drives by me and it says Willard on the side of it. That was his name. And I was like, Marisha, a truck just drove in front of me that said Willard on it. And she was like, well, I, f- I actually feel better than I have in the last 24 hours. I'd love to see. Did you take pictures that day? You're a magnet for this shit, aren't you? <laughs> I'm a giant see, pole. <laughs> I would love to see if that guy is in those pictures. You are a dowsing rod. Uh, that's weird. Now, I don't think he's in the pictures because I specifically took him of the 
Yeah. Of the like accident area or whatever. So was she okay? Yeah. So have you heard anything more from that? No, that was just two days ago. Yeah. That's how my life do. <laughs> two days ago, I struck a pedestrian. Salem. You, 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 you are witnessing elegance in the form of a black elephant. Smoking white wine, no old terraces. Will I die slain like my king by a terrorist? Will my woman be Coretta, take my name and cherish it? Or will she Jackie O, drop the Kennedy, remarry it? My sister say it's necessary on some Cleopatra shit. My grandmama said, nope, never that is sacrilege. Tend to agree because the thought is so disparaging. The Lord give a load, you got to carry it like Mary did. That's why I'm giving honor to all these baby mamas. It takes a woman's womb to make a Christ a Dalai Lama. The world might take that child, turn that child into a monster. The Lord take a monster and fashion them a saint. I present you Malcolm X with those saying that he can't, saying that he won't. When I know he will, you usually don't know it's you until you getting killed. For real. I 